amping your energy to a level, right? Taryn had the best, the best metaphor. She said, when you're speaking, it's kind of like imagine in your living room arguing with somebody for seven or eight hours. How exhausted would you be? That's what it feels like when you're speaking, because it's that level of intensity. Like you're arguing for eight hours, and you'd be wiped out emotionally. Isn't that called marriage? <laughs> Welcome to Unfiltered, where you get three residential HVAC industry experts smoking cigars, drinking whiskey, and giving you practical advice to grow your company. If you want to watch the video version of this podcast, go to egia.org slash YouTube or go to facebook.com slash we are EGIA. We're getting more customer complaints this uh, period of year because it's 115 in the desert. So people are unhappy. We're not showing up on time. We missed the schedule. We, uh, we promised them that we would install the equipment on a particular date or just the, I can get that contactor or that capacitor, you know, at Home Depot for $5 or $7 and mm -hmm. you charge me, you know, 275 or, you know, whatever the price is. So, um, how do you guys handle that? I mean, we, we're, my, we're seeing some of that. Of my course, we're seeing more of it because of the peak. My favorite customer complaint is when you can't get a temperature drop of 45 or 50 degrees from the outside to the inside. <laughs> it's 115, you can't get it to 65. What's the matter with your system? I mean, people are not always reasonable. Yeah, right? I mean, that's, yeah, that's part, yeah. Of, part of the program. So I think, I think one of the biggest challenges that contractors face is the one you mentioned last there. Uh, the contact they can get for a few bucks online and, you know, we're 250, 300 bucks or whatever. And, you know, the reality is, is that customers are not stupid. They pretend to be stupid to try to make their point. Because obviously buying that part, I mean, you can buy all the parts of a car online. That does not mean you have the car. Right? <laughs> it means you have the components of the car. And the value in what we do is assembling that car, making that repair, the diagnostic, the expense of the vehicle, the expense of the insurance, the tires, the inventory. The, the value of the human being putting it in. You talk a lot about the value of the human. Yeah. The education, the training, and all those different things. The expense of having a building and telephones and a person to answer those telephones. And so it's kind of ridiculous when a homeowner says something like that, but sometimes people will say silly things like that. I think primarily an effort to get some smoke and deal. They think if they can guilt trip you or box you in a corner that you'll say, oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. The reality is, is that, yeah, I mean, that $5 part doesn't even include shipping. So even Amazon, well, I guess if you're Prime, you probably get free shipping, but we're bringing the part to you. The years of experience to install that, is there a value on that? The building, the truck, all those different things. And I think that sometimes technicians just need to learn the words to say, to kind of explain that. Mr. Homeowner, you know, I understand you can order that online, but I've got 20 years experience diagnosing the problem, installing it. Who's gonna stand behind it if there's a problem? You're gonna call Amazon if there's a problem with it? No, you're gonna have to buy another one. You know, they're not going to stand behind it. And so, I mean, there are so many obvious factors that it's almost absurd that people would compare what you do for 250, 300 bucks to what they can buy online. Right. And the real key is technicians got to get better at explaining that without being disrespectful or a smart ass or whatever. Or combative. Or combative, but to explain it in a sensible way. Because I think that most homeowners, they know this stuff. It's, it's kind of like on a, on a sales call you know, th th they'll give you some ridiculous expectation for price, right? 
they don't do that because they think you can really do the job for 4,000 bucks. They do it because they think if they, if they put pressure on you, you'll drop the price as low as you possibly can. So I think it's a game that homeowners play. I don't think they even believe it themselves. Totally agree. Yeah, I love the commentary there about the perspective of not being combative. And in fact, what we've tried to teach our guys is to anticipate that that objection is going to occur and, and welcome it and to say that, you know, Wally, I'm glad, I'm actually glad that you brought that up because it's always less expensive to do it yourself, but you're not, you're not paying us for the idea of the part. You're paying us for our experience, the knowledge to know that that was the particular problem and the fact that we were able to come here on time and you know diagnose that and make sure that we actually did it and then we layer on one more thing as a business and i think most contractors need this um, you know the club program this is this is where the club program opportunity presents itself for a technician again with the right style prepared you know the prepared mind is where success occurs right so the idea that we can say and if you're part of our club you know which most of our customers are we'll guarantee this repair for life. So even though you could certainly buy it cheaper online, we're gonna put it incorrectly and most of the work is the diagnosis and the person that's installing it and the guarantee. So, I think the most, the most and then, and, and you know, and what we have to do is we have to hold the price. In other words, whatever that is, if you're pricing that at 220 or 270 or 350, it doesn't matter what right. it is. You, you have to just assume at that point that your price value relationship is Correct. Whatever the technician says, the first part of that you said was so powerful. Mr. Homeowner, I understand it's always cheaper if you do it yourself. Yeah. It's cheaper if you build your own house. Yeah. It's yeah. cheaper if you do your own plumbing. Yeah. It's always cheaper if you build your own car, you probably save a couple of bucks. But that, whatever they say, that was so powerful what you said. I understand it's always cheaper if you do it yourself. It's a cheaper initial cost. Right? That's true. I mean, if you did your own plumbing, but you don't know what you're doing, and then you flood your house, and now you've got to redo your house, <laughs> okay, was it cheaper? Right. right. The initial cost was cheaper. And so there, there is always a cost, right? I mean, there's multiple costs in, in any situation. And, and, and so, we, you know, we've actually looked at this a little bit differently, um, you know, over the last few years. And say, that, hey, the parts are free. You're paying for the service. You're paying for the tools, training, and technology of the gentleman that we have, or, or woman, that we have in a vehicle with $50,000 worth of, uh, it's $50,000 vehicle with $10,000 worth of parts, right? Another $20,000 worth of tools, plus all the training and technology to get there, properly diagnose the situation, not only just the situation that might be the, the bad contactor, but what, is that a symptom or is that a root cause, right? I mean, if you think about it this way, Cancer is not a disease. Cancer is a collection of symptoms, okay? What's the root cause, okay? What caused the cancer? I, I love what Ashton you just said, symmetries. Though. Possibly. <laughs> yeah. Diet, environment, you never know, right? But collect, you know, cancer is a collection of symptoms. Not to belittle anybody who has been through it, lost somebody to it, or has no, survived we just, it. we just right? went through it in my family. It is a collection somebody. of symptoms, right? But what you, you said so powerful, Drew. I mean, I just, I, again, just like you said, I understand it's always cheap to do it yourself. The, the, you're dropping wisdom bombs right there, and you went over it so quickly. I want to make sure that I understand it; that ju it just sinks in. Yeah. That I'm giving. I'm not going to charge you the five bucks of the part. I'm going to give you the part for free. Yeah. That's not what you're paying for. Yeah. I mean, exactly. there you go. I'll give. I'll give you a contact for five bucks too. I got to charge you two hundred bucks to bring it out here and have the truck and all that stuff to put it in. I got to know. I got to know that it is the contactor. I got to know what contactor. I got to know you know, the right contactor to get for you. Then I got to know how to put that contactor in. And then I got to test and cycle the system. And then once I have that symptom addressed, 
what else is going on with the symptom, right? Because we know a lot of times in, in the case of like a heat pump, for example, if the compressor's bad, what else is probably bad? The reversing valve. Yeah. But you don't know that until you replace the compressor in some cases, right? right. And, and, and so, yes, we, we, we take a holistic approach to, you know, to looking at a system and uh, assessing a system and assessing what, you know, what could go on. Uh, I don't like to use the word prevent because we can't prevent anything. Even though we maintain systems, we can't prevent them from breaking down. They may still break down. I mean, lightning strikes in a condensing unit, it doesn't matter that you've been maintaining it perfectly for 10 years. Right. right? <laughs> Electrical surge is going to take that thing right out. You, you, can't, you can't prevent that from possibly let's, happening. Let's talk about how to, how to turn those situations around. How to take an upset customer yeah. uh, and make them into a raving fan. What are some of your experiences on that? Well, as you guys were talking, you know, the one thing that comes to mind, you know, to me is, you know, we have to be compassionate people, and we have to teach our people to be very compassionate, both on the phone when we get the phone call, because they're going to be angry, and they're going to be more angry in the summer than they probably are going to be in the winter, number one. So we, our call takers have to be compassionate and understanding and empathetic. And then our technicians, you know, we have to teach them that skill as well, right? Listen and hear what the customer's going through. And hear that that's, you know, that, that, that's horrible that they're going through that. You know, I mean, you, you and your training, you show that video that come, you get off of YouTube about listening, yeah. right? The, <laughs> right? The male and female interaction and that as men, we tend not to listen. Um, you know, we've got to teach that skill. It is act, listening is a skill. It's an active skill. I think, and it's empathetic, active listening. I think customer problems can be, can be a, uh, a, a turnaround in so many ways. I, uh, I have a, a client that you, you guys both know, Kenny and Jerry Bell out in Sacramento. Two great guys and fantastic company. They'll do $50 million this year. And uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I was out there and a customer called in on a Friday afternoon. Uh, they had put a system in about five years earlier. And there was a problem with it. I don't remember exactly what the problem was, but the guy called in a Friday afternoon and it slipped through the cracks. And instead of a manager being put on the phone, the, 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 the call taker said, well, we'll have somebody out there Monday. And the guy was irate, like, Monday? Like, it's 100 degrees this weekend. Well, he was fairly new to the company and didn't really say, well, I don't know what else. The managers are gone. And so the guy goes, it's Friday afternoon. Friday night, he goes on every social media channel and he lights them up, like with really negative stuff, right? So, so far, not so good, right? So the office manager, she starts getting calls Friday night from friends and suppliers saying, hey, have you seen this guy on social media like lighting you guys up? And she's like, so she goes on. First thing Saturday morning, she calls the guy. She gets somebody out there Saturday morning. The guy wasn't happy because it wasn't perfect and they got it working, but he was really upset, really upset. Monday morning, they go out there and they put a brand new system in the guy's house. Five years after the install, fine, we'll just replace the entire system. And they did. Mm. Now, of course, the guy's tune changed and he offered to delete all the comments. They said, no, 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 we don't want you to delete the comments. We want you to go back in and tell the rest of the story, yeah. right? Because the deleted never happened. But it's the, you know, the old Paul Harvey, right? right. The rest of the story is the most powerful part. 96% of customers will stick with a company, do business again with them in the future, and actually refer them if that company recovers quickly and in their favor, you know, to where maybe they even go above and beyond, but they didn't expect them to do that, right? right? And that's what you're saying in this case. Yeah. The customer had no reason to believe that they should or would replace their system, but they said, you know what? 
we messed this up. We we're dropped gonna go the ball. Above, yeah. We're going to go above and beyond because this is who we are. You mentioned empathy earlier. I think that's so important. Uh, I've always trained our call center people to say, Mr. Homeowner, Mrs. Homeowner, I don't know all the details of your situation, but I can promise you this. We will have it resolved to your satisfaction by the end of business today. And then look into it. And then find out, right? But let that person know that you're going to do whatever you can in your power to take care of it. Well, that reminds uh, me of a story. Yeah, questions. Uh, so uh, the, the training that you do with the technicians, the training that you do with the frontline call center personnel is critical to making sure that they understand that that whole idea of empathy is first and foremost. And so we, um, we just uh, uh, shot some video on gender-based differences. And so one of the things that you talked about is, you know, men, men aren't great at listening. Uh, so men will hang around with the brand as long as the logic and the facts will clean up that particular problem. But the big difference is uh, the women, the female gender, will not hang around with the brand if it's logically fixed, if they are not emotionally satisfied that I treated you the right, right way. Right. So we have to, we have to train our, all of our people to recognize the differences that you, all of us, you know, being guys, as long as people are, they have a plan, it sounds good, it's logical, you're gonna get to it, it's good. We're moving on, we stay with the brand. But if we have a female and we don't recognize, or if we treat them badly at the beginning, and we've made a poor impression of our, as our empathy, and then we solve the problem, they actually are disloyal to us. They will leave the loyalty of the brand because of that, because the emotional experience was not satisfied. So there's a lot of literature out there. A lot of people term that, that what they call the hedonistic approach to solving a customer. And so what they're talking about is you gotta take care of the emotional side first, the technical side in our business second. So that's really important Fix for training. Fix the customer, not just the equipment. Yeah, and that's right. the training part of what we do with a lot of our folks is just, just make sure that we understand that they're human beings on the other end and they're not happy, but we can make it a great situation as mm -hmm. long as we understand it. We treat them with respect. We do not escalate. We do not you know, get aggressive. You know, we go ask assertive, not tell assertive. And those are things that we have as part of our EGA platform that we need to make sure all of our customer base at EGIA understand that they need to train their team.